Hello, he is Heston Blumenthal. Hello. One of the most creative and forward-thinking chefs on the planet. Okay, I'll, I'll take that, thanks. My name is Jay Taylor. I've been working with Heston for over 10 years as his TV producer, cracking his head open and getting out all the amazing things hidden in there. And that's what this podcast is all about. The idea is we're going to spend repeated attempts to dive into your brain and find out all the amazing things. We're going to try and bring some level of sanity to some of the thoughts. I get a bit murky in there. Yeah. You might need to put some uh, fog lights on and <laughs> climb into my brain, put some Wellington boots on, uh, maybe some spectacles and have a great laugh. Welcome to Pod and Chips. On today's adventure, Heston will be teaching us how to make one of the most expensive sandwiches in the world, showing how hard it is to buy fish fingers in France. And this is the world's first multi-sensory podcast, which means Heston will be experimenting on me and you if you want to join in. And today's experiment is all about using sound waves to make food taste better. So grab yourself some fishy food if you want to join in. Chapter 1. The Joy of Sandwiches Hello, Heston. How are you? Hello, Jay. I'm very good. So this is exciting. I hear we're going to get to eat fish fingers today as part of your multisensory experiment. To explore the role of sound in the ability to influence a nostalgia or a memory and take us back to a special place. So you went shopping today, I've heard. Have you ever tried to buy fish fingers in a gastronomic area of France? Have you tried? I've never. No, we're, we're back in Provence, by the way. And this is an intermarché in Provence. Just to let you guys know, what Jay does as a TV person is he waits till the last minute for everything. And then says, right, I'm arriving on a plane in 20 minutes time. Please get some fish fingers. We were in this supermarket down the road in Orgon. Fish fingers, right, okay, France, fish fingers, remember, fish fingers. So we found two or three freezing cabinets, pave de cabello, pave de cordon, a square of this <laughs> or a polygram of that. <laughs> did you ask anybody? Hello? Do you have no, they fingers? wouldn't, no, no, I did ask, I did ask, and somebody <laughs> just shook their head at me. So <laughs> we ended up getting a square of fish covered in breadcrumbs. Oh, here we go. Look, look. Look, look. So, is this, so this is what you I found? I'm from England. So we've, I've bought, we got Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E. Fille de Colin, I think Colin is cod, Dalasque. Colin? That says Colin. Meunier, quality without bones. I see. So Heston's holding what looks... Oh, that's a posh fish finger, that is. That doesn't like fish finger no, at all. No, it's, it's a bloody half a side of frozen bloody fish it's that's Colin, coated Colin in breadcrumbs. Fillets. It says yeah, fillets yeah, of yeah, Colin. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you could... Uh, it is... Can I open it? Yeah. Have only you, you only on one condition. What's that? Eat it. I'm not going to eat it when it's not cooked. I'll eat it. You eat it. I'm not going to eat a frozen I'll fish finger. I'll I know it. you will, but you're I'll eat it. Built I'll eat it. Listen, I'm eating a frozen cod fillet. Ready? Oh, he is eating it as well. Oh. Why would you do that? What does it taste like? Frozen fish cod fillet. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I'm all right, actually. I had a frozen cod fillet before I came out. Anyone listening, oh. just to let you know, Jay and I have been filming together for at least 12 to 15 years. And when he hid behind the camera, 
yes. And said to me, oh, yeah, 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 eat that. <laughs> eat that live fish. Eat that raw slug. Eat that mushroom that might kill you. And I said, I'll eat anything that you were going to eat. I will and you didn't it. do too well, but you could semi-redeem yourself. Will this damage me? Because I'm not built like you are inside. It's not well, going to give me any kind of fish disease. I won't, no, you might end up looking like a mackerel, <laughs> but that wouldn't be the first time. Oh, right now. Very hard. <laughs> oh, Christ. And that's the best thing to be a novice, but it's really hard. <laughs> that's actually not awful. It's, it's a bit not... like a fish ice cream. <laughs> 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 it's like a, it's um, like a fish. Oh yes, like a choc of ice. Course it's a fish. Do you remember choc ices? <laughs> they were classy, weren't they? I like choc mm. ices. And I got really excited. I bought a packet of white bread, and we got some butter. Uh, I forgot the peas. I wanted to get some basil, and I thought fish finger sandwiches get in there. Now that's gonna be a surprise. Most people wouldn't imagine you liking fish finger sandwiches. Oh, but yeah. you... Yes. But could I find fish fingers? No. I've got a Carve Le Pod La Odyssey de Chapelieu <laughs> de something or other. A British man in Provence occasionally needs a fish finger sandwich. Yeah. As a basic Bake human right. Beans in my bed. This is <laughs> Do you when you were a kid was that was that a big um luxury as a fish finger sandwich? It was one that I didn't have very often, but I do think about it with fondness. It's got to be that, um, the, 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 the cheap white bread as well, right? And oh, soft squidgy. Yeah. And butter, anchor butter. Soft, do you know the most outrageous sandwich I've ever had in my life? Oh, go on. Uh, now you're interested. Uh, I went to um, Alba, which is in Italy. There's a triangle of... Three towns where white truffles are grown. And we were filming uh, for an Italian pasta company or something or other. So it turned up in the market at half past seven on the square and we went into a bar. And there was some 70-year-old guy with a big fat belly and a rope around his stomach and a walking stick and grey hair. And he had discovered a truffle the size of your fist. Oh, wow. And he was so excited. He'd been drinking red wine out of like a Paris goblet. That'd be worth a few quid, right? Probably 300 pounds. Wow. But for him, it was worth such a lot of money. And we looked at him dancing. He danced around, he danced around, and he was so excited. He looked at me, <laughs> looked at my face, and just bit a third of the truffle. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. he couldn't sell it if he bit Nick. No, no, he's no, no. gone. He's gone. But he got so excited about it. I've, now, he might not remember that. No, but I doubt he did, did he? Next, no, he wakes up the next day and he's like, I knew I was excited about something. And he looks down at his yes, hand. He's like, yeah, oh. what am I going to do with this? He <laughs> bit the biggest chunk out of a truffle I've ever seen anybody bite. So how did that lead to a sandwich? Well, on that trip, I went truffle hunting and I came back with the white truffle. I got back on uh, Monday night. I did Tuesday lunch service because the restaurant was closed on, on, on Monday. And I came back. And I decided 
haven't got back and, and this is a big chefy thing you either eat cereal <laughs> or you eat like you bread because when you're exhausted you eat carbohydrates yeah simple carbohydrates open the fridge bread butter what can I put on bread so I'm, I kept on pulling out slices of white bread and having a bite from them. So there would be two thirds of a loaf of white Why bread. Would you get like a mouse? Because <laughs> I'm lying to myself and I'm saying, I'm saying, oh, no, no, oh, yeah, start eating with this spirulina. Oh, oh so oh, one oh. little bite, not, you're not actually having a whole piece of white no, bread then? No, that's what I'm telling myself. But I would just have bites of 20 slices of them. And <laughs> I buttered this slice of bread with anchor butter. I put some bird's eye frozen peas. C- cooked or just no, in the mi- for the microwave. In the- I put them in the microwave with butter. Mm. Not too long. Uh, 37 seconds. Uh, I put them hot in the slice of bread with the- and the butter melted. And I just put the rest of this truffle in half oh. a slice of white bread. Did you? Oh That's probably the most expensive sandwich oh ever. God, most expensive sandwich and the most wonderful. Now, I don't know if it's because I was so exhausted. I don't know. I don't know. It, it doesn't I love really... the fact you remember that, though. That sandwich. Because sandwiches are a fine thing. And the idea you remember I the finest sandwich. Yeah. Sandwiches are brilliant. Sandwiches are fantastic. Are I love sandwiches. I don't think we value them enough. I No, we don't. Actually, how about... Jay, you can do this. Stand up for sandwiches. <laughs> Stand up for sandwiches. We need more respect and more attention paid we, to sandwiches. We absolutely disregard sandwiches. We don't give... Well, it's, it's disgraceful. And it's not a baguette without butter. Nope. No, it's a buttered piece of soft, squidgy oh. bread with... St- oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They're a fine invention. I don't know if other nations would share our passion for them, but I really think they are. I don't know. That, that might be something to do with our lack of historical food tradition. I could live off entirely sandwiches, breakfast, lunch, and dinner if I had to. I well. love them. It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Every meal. I love, I love, sam- <laughs> I love sandwiches. I love them. I remember that they, um, that that sandwich at the Fat Duck. I, I saw it, and it was Mrs. Beaton, but or, or was it Eliza Acton? I can't remember. But it was a toast sandwich. What's tell me about that? That sounds really interesting. Well, I looked at it. I thought, mm. yeah. Same so where did you find this? In uh, either Eliza Acton or Mrs. Beaton book, toast sandwiches straight out of Alice in Wonderland. What the hell is a toast sandwich? This is you rummaging through old cookbooks and just yeah, being yeah, interested. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what is it what it sounds like? It's one, it's two pieces of buttered bread sandwiched between a slice of toasted bread. What's that? Did you do it? What's it like? It's fantastic. It's never, it shouldn't be, should it? <laughs> it's fantastic. So we've done, it's been on the menu at the duck as a, just a garnish for a dish for the last five years. It's a toast sandwich. Right. If anyone listening to this, please go and make a toast sandwich and let us know what it's like. I'll yeah. be making one later. Two as well. slices. So butter, get anyone listening, butter two slices of bread and then put a piece of toast in the toaster. And this is this this is important bit. Don't do it the night before. When that toast comes out, sandwich it between the two buttered slices of bread. And they need to. It's not panda campagna. It's not rye mean? bread. Oh. It's not funny. It's just white 
soft, squidgy bread. Oh my God. <laughs> this is awesome. I never even knew about this. This is a new type of sandwich. It's fantastic. Toast sandwich. Yeah, toast sandwich. I've eaten that. And also quite a cheap sandwich. Compared yes. to your truffle one. But you, yeah, 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 yeah. But you've got to put a bit of work into it. Make sure that the toast from the toaster is hot. And you put enough butter on the two slices of cold bread. So the hot toast melts the bread. Oh, boom. Oh. Get in there. Chapter two. The art of making plastic food, courtesy of our sponsors. I just want to take a few minutes out here to mention our, our sponsor for the show, who's helping make this happen, The Economist. Now, they've been, if you didn't know, Heston, they've been delivering trustworthy intelligence for 170 years. But the th- I knew that. I thought it was 173 years. <laughs> the thing I didn't know was I always think about them doing money and, and uh, things like that. But actually, they've got loads of food stories in them. And well, I- The Economist... Actually, I have to say, I have to say, it's one of those publications that when I read, I'm not saying I read it every week, but every time I read The Economist, I'm surprised by the cultural element of it. I've plucked a story from it as well, which I thought I'd mention to you, because I know you like these. Did you, this is a did you know. Japan's biggest manufacturer of replica food, eh? Yes. Awasaki Co. Yeah. They make over 46 million pounds in sales each year. Apparently, this is a big thing they do over there. It started in the 30s with yeah. Western dishes arriving, and they needed yeah. to promote and explain them. And basically, these guys make... Plastic food. Plastic food. You know this, do you? There's a whole street in Tokyo. I never... I didn't even know this thing. There's a whole street in Tokyo. So you walk down this street, and there's shops for restaurants selling plastic food. That I can use in my restaurant to show my food. Well, you just, yeah, yeah, you just, you just put them up in the window and it's plastic food. Wow. It's, it, uh, it kind of, it's really bizarre when you first see it, but at the same time, it didn't make sense. Plastic food, why do you need to try and um, tell somebody something with words? Plastic food. So these, these, there's a whole street of shops. This is, this is what it says here. So it said, it said for a while, for years, they used wax. But now they're made of ultra-durable polyvinyl chloride. Yeah, polyvinyl chloride, How yes. How do you know these things? I don't know. I, I don't know. Because I left school with no uh, exams. So in my head, I have a, I have a bizarre uh, head full of information. If you want to find out more interesting stories in The Economist, you can get to have a free copy on uh well on us not really on us on the economist for your free co- print copy just text chips that is as you'd expect c-h-i-p-s to chips what kind of chips chips well wait <laughs> you mean like the tv crinkle series cut. with the guys on the bikes or crinkle cut chips or <laughs> walker's chips or what kind of chips as long as they're all spelt the same it Why doesn't chips? matter because pod and chips Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Shut me up. <laughs> to 78070. So, free copy of The Economist. To get it, all you have to do is text CHIPS to 78070. Thanks to those guys. Right, back to the show. Chapter 3. A multi-sensory experiment showing you how to change the taste of food with the power of sound. Grab yourself some fishy food if you want to join in. 
So in front of us here, what we have is uh, a plate, as you described, with fish fingers and some bread. And we are going well, to do... And butter, and salted butter from Brittany, and a knife. And by the side of it, just in case, there's some Heinz tomato ketchup. Now, you, anyone listening to this, you don't have to have these exact same things. Anything fishy should hopefully uh, form part of this experiment. But talk to me about what we're doing here. This is to do with... So this, this is the fact that any sense of ours, sight, sound, smell, touch, taste, memory, there's a lot more, but let's, let's just do that for now, uh, has the ability to take us back to warm memories. So when you think about Christmas, when you hear somebody singing a Christmas song, or you smell a Christmas tree, or, I mean, these are my memories. When you sit by the seaside and you have fish and chips in newspaper, the sound and the feel of the newspaper is as important as the taste of the fish and chips. And it is possible that sometimes the stuff that our bodies sense before the food goes into our mouths, in fact, nudges us more to our childhood memories than the actual taste. I went to the duck about a year ago, and I remember sitting in Cornwall, my dad's car was a really old BMW, and the boot was open, my sister and I, and we ate a Cornish pasty. And I can kind of, you know, we build our memories up from talking about them peas and potatoes and meat and pepper however what they did in the duck it wasn't the best cornish pasty for me it wasn't the sort of but that brown paper bag they put the pasty in had a drop of oil on it oh that's that, cool isn't it that drop of oil sent me back to my childhood but isn't that amazing that this is like your sound of the sea dish is obviously an iconic one from the fact. While you're talking to me, I'm spreading butter on this bread because I want these fake fish fingers to still be warm so they can melt the butter. So the sound of the sea dish in the fat duck is the most mm. delightful, delicate dish you could ever imagine. And it, but along with it, you play the sound of the sea. This is oh. not the sound of the sea dish. No, that's nice actually. Is it nice? Mm. I'll make you one. All right, you make me one as well. While you're making it for me, mm -hmm. you can talk to me about the, the... So you just explained about the power of, of the, the, the drop of grease on your, the packet of the pasty. Is sound... Uh, how did you... You know, when, when you experiment with sound in this way, this has the power to be just as nostalgic and evocative? Well, think about it. It's not rocket science. I've just broken. I'm slicing you this piece of bread. That's a terrible. That's yeah. a terrible piece I of buttery. Butter all over my trouser leg, and I've broken up your slice of bread. But I'm just. Hester was buttering the piece of bread on his trouser leg. Unfortunately, he went straight through the trouser leg and just buttered his trouser. Yeah, I buttered my trouser, but I still got some butter on the bread. And um, the think about it, when you hear a Christmas carol, when you hear an ice cream van, when you hear. When you smell cut grass just after the rain, Gosh, when you, you hear a bee, yeah, picnic. All of these things are exactly. But you've just owned your own memory. Oh, that's I haven't given it to you. I've just all I've done is I've just gone. Bah! <laughs> He's gone bee cut grass and suddenly yeah. I'm having I'm having a picnic. That's all. So what the first one says farmyard sounds. Yes. Is the idea that I'm going to eat this while listening to that? One of the first sound experiments I ever did was 
Oxford University and playing the sound of uh, farmyard noises. So pigs oinking, chickens, what do they do? They cluck? and cows go moo and then and then that reminds you of the smell of poo or cow poo or something a hay and whatever it is yeah eat oysters listening to that and then eat oysters listening to the waves lapping up on the coast and seagulls and the difference is for me, is greater than the ingredients we put in our food. So you will have some memories of your childhood. And I want everyone to listen to this, to try and think about this. We don't know. This is the beauty of memory. This is why Alzheimer's and dementia is the worst disease. I'm just finishing my fish fix. (laughs) It's the worst for me, disease on the planet. Yeah. Do you know why? Because it takes away those things that are so cherished and so important to us. It steals. Go have a fish finger sandwich. Have a fish finger sandwich. That'll, <laughs> it that'll steals our memories. Memories like. The when you talk about emotion and food and emotion. This is what happens. You know, it's it's positive memories. And the catching of those. All right, so what I'm going to do first is I'm going to play this farmyard sound uh-huh. and try and eat the fish finger sandwich with it. I've already eaten. You've already eaten yours. Um, yeah, but I can make another one. See if it... So can, I don't, let's see if we can hear this first of all. Oh, that's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my eggs? Now I'm going to eat a... Yeah, I mean, I'm listening... In my head there, I'm listening to a farmyard and I'm eating yeah. the fish finger sandwich. I wouldn't say... It, Excuse me. I'll tell you what, it makes me feel that, think of breakfast, but I don't tend to eat fish at breakfast time, so... Uh, but bear in mind... <laughs> Just go for it, that rooster. You're not interrupted by farmyard okay, animals. Okay, now I'm going to click on to the seaside sound. Right. Whoa. Even in that second, just transforming from... The contrast from one to the other was amazing. I'm spreading butter on my bread. Quickly. Oh, I'm sniffing the... Um, I'm sniffing the uh, the fish finger now, and I'm more aware of it than... And can you feel the temperature on your skin is different? It felt like a gear change in my actual emotion. It felt like my whole body changed and... Hmm? In your skin. But doesn't that feel... As I'm eating this, this... Mm-hmm. I, I suppose what it's doing is not changing the taste or flavour of the food. What it's doing is it's enhancing my emotion around it. It's changing. Sorry, guys, I'm eating my mouth full. It's changing your relationship with your current moment and your memory about the food. That's what it's doing. That's such a good way of putting it. That's exactly what's happening. I felt completely. Can you write that down so I can yeah, say it again? I feel like inside my body there's been a, a gear shift when I. I tell you what, it didn't have enhance the experience of yeah, eating it as and well. And it doesn't matter if you focus on whether it's more fishy or not. It doesn't matter. Isn't that brilliant? The idea is you go, oh, oh my God, it's just taken you back to a place that maybe you didn't, you still don't realise where you were. It's almost like my brain is going through a sort of Rolodex of emotions going, weirdly, I might not even have been in that place. I might not have ever but, eaten yeah, a fish finger sandwich by the beach, but it's taken me to a but place. you might have seen a film 
about eating a fish finger sandwich on the beach. You have to try this at home. You, you, you've got to get something fishy. It doesn't matter what it is. And <laughs> <laughs> edib, edib, ed, edible fishy. <laughs> and, and eat Sorry. it with this sound effect on. And the difference it will make to you is, is incredible. And this is because it's putting us in emotional state. So when I listen to that chicken then, in theory, yeah. if I'd been eating a bacon sandwich, mm. which I've never eaten with a chicken making a noise, but it made me think of breakfast when I was eating that, that would again yeah. enhance that. You know, I did, I did the sound with a guy called Charles Spence because he had the sound stuff in his lab. Uh, and I, I, I planned this development session with him and I did eating the bacon and egg ice cream. So the, one of the dishes that the Fat Duck was famous for was bacon and egg ice cream. And people went, mm. Now, there's a reason for why that developed. We can talk about that in a future podcast. But uh, I was with him in his lab and we took 20 of his PhD students and we ate bacon and egg ice cream. And when you listen to chickens clucking, it tastes more eggy than when you listen to pigs going oink oink. No. Makes sense though. But you're using sound to, yeah. should I turn this, I quite like the sea in the background. Say so using here, no, finish the using here bit. You're I'd using like. sound as a, um, uh, I almost think of it as a palette. What you're doing is you're, you're helping me paint an emotion for myself yeah. to, to eat along with. Mm-hmm. And I've never considered... So I'm still eating, by the way, guys. I couldn't take all the fish fingers off. Um, I've still... Uh, that ability to take me to a place when I'm, when I'm eating with sound is, is remarkable. And there must be loads of occasions when well, we, we... I'm more conscious of it. Okay, think about this. Do not think of a pink elephant. And what have you just thought of? Pink <laughs> elephant, obviously. <laughs> it's where the brain works. You can't help it. The more somebody points a finger at you and tells you not to do something, the more you're going to do it. This is you've talked about nudging a lot, I remember over the years. And this is nudging, isn't it? This is you nudging me to going, hey, not me, my mind to go, hey, think of all those great things you think about from the beach and the seaside. And it's I think you've said really nicely that you're not trying to evoke my specific memory because how could you i don't know what your eight-year-old experience for example was at the beach or your summer holiday with your brothers or sisters even if you have them in your family i don't know i don't know however by giving you my bits of memories that i'm becoming increasingly aware of the more that i become increasingly aware of them the more options I give you and the more catalyst for a potential for you to come back to me and go, oh God, I forgot about that. That's a big bang. It isn't that joyous, that that little tunnel of of nostalgia that we we zoom down. It's a big bang. Thank you for taking me on another uh, wonderful journey inside your mind, a brilliant nostalgic adventure inside my own through the sound. Um, Thank you for listening. We do urge you, please go out. We're going to put the sound effects at the end, but go eat something and go on a trip into your own head because that is a really wonderful experience. That's the key. Question question every every breath you have. I never thought us eating fish fingers together would be so emotional. I mean, me too. (laughs) Thank you, Heston, for another Pod and Chips. That's us for, for now, thank By the way, I have a very, very squidgy piece of dodgy white French bread on the table. 
with fucking Jay, uh, but I've eaten all my fish fingers. So, <laughs> guys, thanks all for listening. Uh, that's the end. Uh, say goodbye, Heston. Goodbye, Heston. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get yours from. And remember, if you like it, please rate, review, and get in there and subscribe. Yeah, yeah.